everyone. Welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about eliminating screen conflicts in their home. This is Melanie Hempy, and I am so glad that you are here today because this is a really special day. This is our 100th podcast. I cannot believe it, actually. And so to celebrate this wonderful time and this wonderful milestone, I have a very, very special guest sitting right here with me today. Normally, I'm doing podcasts that are sort of long distance, I guess, and we have all kinds of guests all over the world. But today we have a fabulous guest sitting right here next to me. (laughs) But thank you so much for everyone who has reached out to us and just sent us emails and encouraging notes about this podcast. I've heard from some of y'all out there in the audience that just say that you look forward to this every week and that this is what kind of keeps you going in your screen strong journey. And boy, do I know that well. And so I'm going to introduce our guest. Her name is Ellen Cotton, and she is a friend of mine who really kept me going during all of the years when we first started pulling all this stuff out of our house way back. Ellen, I'm just going to introduce you and say welcome to the show. Hello, Melanie. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it has been a hundred episodes. But what I really can't believe is Ellen does live here near me locally. And Ellen was one of the very first moms who I met. When was it? I think I did an event at the school. Mm -hmm. You did an event at the school and I read about it in the school newsletter. And I was having some trouble at home with one of my children. And I said, (laughs) I have got to go and meet this Melanie person and uh, listen to what she has to say. And That was 10 years ago. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been 10 years ago. Oh my goodness. And so Ellen has four children and we have four children. Mm -hmm. So I don't even want to add up how many years of parenting Mm because sometimes I do that. I won't even bother to do that today. But between the two of us, we actually have a whole lot of experience um, with mistakes. Like, right? I've made a lot of mistakes. I would agree with that. (laughs) That part for sure. Yes. Some days I still feel like I'm making it up as I go along. But Yeah, because it gets... You know, harder. If y'all have younger kids out there and you're listening, I'll just be real honest with you. It it gets more fun in some respects, but it gets harder. Mm-hmm. You really it can't gets just, challenging. That's for yeah, sure. You can't just think you're done. You know, like I thought I was done with Adam when he mm-hmm. turned 16. Mm-hmm. He was taller than me. He had a mustache, and he had like black hair on his legs. So I thought, oh, he's an adult. That's right. <laughs> Not really, though. <laughs> He was not an adult. And then I met Ellen and she said, no, you're not done. And I'm like, oh no, but I thought I was done. So here we are 10 years later. And I remember we had a book club. That's how we got Mm -hmm, started mm -hmm. with our little group. And Ellen came and we probably had eight people, I think. We had a pretty good little group. Yeah, we did. We had about eight moms, I yes. think. And we were reading a couple of books, but one of the ones we we're reading was Richard Fried's book, I think, The Wired Child. Mm-hmm. And I, we were also reading The Big Disconnect the big di- yes. by Catherine Steiner O'Dare. Yes. That's who wrote that book. Let's see. That's when we started getting to know each other. And we, our, our boys started playing together. They mm-hmm. weren't even in middle school yet. Like they were young. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, here's another family. And we just immediately kind of connected 
And I knew that every time they'd go play at Ellen's house, we were fine. They weren't going to do video games. Mm-hmm. And when they would, and Timmy would come over here and then we didn't do video games yep. and we were just kind of having our community and y'all, it just doesn't take that many moms. You just need a few friends. It, it was a huge support for me at a time when I really, really needed it. When my kids were, I would say they were middle and elementary school at the time. And so uh, Melanie came into my bit. life at yeah. a good time because we were... We were struggling with video games, really. I think because we didn't have, my kids didn't have phones. So video games with one of my children in particular, and I was noticing a lot of behavior changes in him. And he was playing while he was playing video games. And when I went to get him off the video games and I thought, Mm -hmm. is this normal? This is concerning me. And it was disrupting our entire family and our entire home life. So talk about that a minute. Like what, because I remember when I met you, you were right there. And I was maybe a little bit ahead of you because I'd already had the thing right. with Adam. You, you had experienced it. I had not. And even talking about it and thinking about it 10 years ago, it kind of gets my heart racing a little bit. Mm. I knew there had to be a solution and I knew I had to step in and do something about it. I just maybe didn't quite know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So when I went mm-hmm. to the book club and met Melanie and met other moms who were having similar issues in their home, uh, I had a peace come over me Hmm. because I knew that I could compare notes with these fellow moms. And we all had kids similar ages and then we started hanging out and it really got me through a very difficult five to 10 years. Wow. Yep. Because you just get so alone. You do. And none of my other uh, friends were dealing with those issues. And I couldn't go and talk to them about it. So I I could talk to Melanie about it. I could talk to the other ladies in this book club. And I looked forward. We we met probably once to twice a week. Oh, man. We we would meet out on the playground, remember? Yes. And and we would just be so thankful. It's like, okay, kids, play. Get just play. Just yes. move. Just do something. And it just gave us moms times to, time to bond. Yeah, and, and we got to chat, compare and, notes, and yeah. the rest is history. What a good tip that is for parents that are just starting to realize they have to reduce the use of screens and even video games, smartphones, social media in their house. That's one of the best tips is to get with another group mm-hmm. and actually after school, because see those hours after school can be really tough when your kids aren't old enough to be yeah. in sports like today, you know, and Ellen, your children have been in sports a lot and, and ours have. And so then they, those those afternoon hours kind of get taken care of with sports. But during the, the younger years, like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, you're dealing, you're exhausted by three o'clock. You're picking them up. And I remember so distinctly, it was so nice to park the car, just let them go get their energy out on the playground. Sometime we went to another local park. We would bring Frisbees and Ellen's really good about keeping stuff in her car and just having all sorts of ideas. And that I forget how important that is for young, those young ages, absolutely, you know, to fill their time. It was the most important. Really, yeah. It was the most important thing having friends that were had kids similar ages, and we could hang out yeah. and support each other. Really, it, it, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it. I yeah. mean, I was, I was like this outlier mom waving my red flag, saying, "Oh my gosh, everybody, I made all these mistakes, and now I'm going to try to do this different with my younger kids." And um, you know, Melissa didn't 
get a smartphone. And I know your mm-hmm. daughter also, you were mm-hmm. really holding your ground on that with yeah. her. And Well, my two oldest, my two oldest boys did not get a smartphone until after they graduated from high school. Yeah. Yeah. That was, awesome. I, that was their, their, their graduation. Their graduation. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to use the word gift, yeah. <laughs> but cool. that was their graduation. That was given tool. to them after yeah. their high school graduation. Wow. So you really are screen strong. Yes. Now they had one of those um, little type yeah. text. Uh, right, 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 right. I don't even know what you call um, those things now. PDAs or what? Yes. The, so I could communicate with them. Or if blueberries I, or blueberries. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. We're dating ourselves now. I know. Sorry. <laughs> A Blackberry. I think yes. they had black. Something like that. Well, Adam had a flip phone and, you know, Melissa did yes, too. A flip phone. Basically. I think that's a, what it was. Was it a flip phone? Where they, they could text. Yeah. You had to text the really hard way. And so I think, Ellen, I think you were one of the only ones that didn't make me feel crazy, you know, like, oh no, I was the mom pulling the plug on that. And you're like, no, oh, do it. And then your daughter came along and Melissa, my daughter mm-hmm. was, you know, and we kind of kind of mm-hmm. did that together. And, you know, as long as you have one other person, it just makes it so much easier. It does. It um, absolutely does. So for my other, I have four kids, so three boys and a girl. And for my third and fourth, they got a smartphone after they got, when they were 17, when they got mm-hmm. their driver's license. Mm-hmm. So we waited mm-hmm. until then. Yeah. Which I'm very thankful for. I don't, you waited I have long. no regrets about right. that. I don't think they do either. No. So. No, and you know us, we're just with our high school kids right now. If you are new to this podcast, we uh, we do not give them smartphones. And we have a game-free home as well. And so our, I mean, and some people don't need to have a game-free home, but we do. Because mm-hmm. I, and Ellen was so another, she's raising her hand over here. Ellen Me was too. another mom who got it, you know, and I think that we're in the majority. I think that most boys today really struggle because video games are just so hard to walk away from because we're not paying, playing Pac-Man anymore. They don't get mm-hmm. boring. And I remember Adam telling me one time, mom, this is how you know if a, if your kid's okay or not. If they get bored with their video game after 30 minutes and get antsy and want to just go outside and play, then you're probably fun. Yep. But if they want to play every day, yes. if they want to play all the time. If they yes. want to, if they, if, if, if it's their go-to thing, if it's their, like, you know, when they're tired and, and, and hungry and lonely and bored or what, if that's the thing they want to do, he said, you're in big trouble. <laughs> so, and I know you struggled with that. Sure too. did. Sure did. I can relate. So it wasn't for my two oldest boys, it wasn't an issue. They could video game and 20 minutes later, they were outside shooting basketball hoops. But that was not true for my third son. Mm -hmm. And that is when we got rid of our PlayStation. It it left the home, it left the building. (laughs) And that was the best decision I made as a parent or one of my best decisions I made as a parent to get rid of the video game console. Can you imagine? And that was what, 10, that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And Timmy's doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he survived. He survived. <laughs> he did, his head didn't explode. Yes. He's playing baseball and, and college now. So yeah. oh, that is so great. I'm 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 happy about that. That is so great. Well, success, success. Okay, so the, what we're going to do today, I'm so excited about because this is our hundredth podcast. Our hundredth. What is it? It's not really an anniversary, but it's a celebration. And so I am Ellen and I remember, and I was talking to her recently on the phone. And I said, do you remember 
way back years ago when somebody asked us if we could write a list of 100 tips. And then she she remembered when I reminded her. And I went on my computer and I actually found yes. the list. We, we dug up the old list. We dug up the list. So dusted this, it off. Dusted it off. And added so, a few new tips. <laughs> you know. So we have literally 100 things to share with mm-hmm. you today for our 100th podcast. So we're going to go kind of quickly. I don't want to, I mean, I could spend, oh my gosh, I could spend so much time on each one of these things. But between both of our brains, we are going to share back and forth the list. And and I am not kidding when I say we wrote this almost, I don't know, 10 years mm-hmm. ago. And yes. it is still extremely relevant. Like it's still, if I was going to start from scratch today, I think I would end up with this list. Yes. And let me just add yeah. one thing. So the tips are for children as young as infants up to young adults and all of what comes between yeah, in that. between, right. So, and boys and girls. And, yep. and so little kids and big kids. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. So and, some may pertain to you, your specific right. family and some may not. But, but I think you, these tips are really helpful. They may uh, spark something in you. And and I would keep a, a, a notepad next yeah. to you right now and start writing down your writing favorites. Writing down the favorites. Yeah. Maybe we can get this available, actually. I'll have to figure out um, how we might can make that available mm-hmm. on our mm-hmm. website. So we're going to get started. I will start with number one. And these are in no particular order, but number one is play outside every day, even when it's raining. Some of our most fun Playtime activities have been in the rain. And I think people say, they say to me, Ellen, they say, well, they have to play video games when it's raining because what if it's snowing? What if it's raining? What if it's yucky outside? I'm like, no, that's when you go outside. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Okay. And then I'm going to do number two, teach them how to do the laundry when they are like old enough to walk. That's right. We started in fifth grade. I think we could have started sooner. You know, I, I woke up, it was probably in the middle of when we were doing this book club and I thought, oh my gosh. My kids can do the laundry. Their their hands work. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Delegate. It's all about delegation. And laundry is, it doesn't have to be perfect, but laundry includes collecting the clothes, washing the clothes, drying the clothes, folding the clothes, and putting away the clothes. Mm -hmm. And that's where they learn all kinds of executive function skills when they can actually do a process chore is what that's called. Okay. What's the next thing? Okay. So I'll take the next few here. So number three, get a basketball hoop for your driveway or for their bedroom door. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. And it sounds like the house is crashing down upstairs when they're banging (laughs) the ball on the door, but it's a good sound. It feels like the whole house. It does. It feels like the whole house is caving in. Okay. uh, Number four, keep extra ping pong balls and paddles in a basket in the kitchen. Why not play ping pong in the house? house. (laughs) Why not? The thing with that is if a ping pong ball hits a lamp it still doesn't or break the lamp. a chair, it won't break <laughs> yeah. them. So you're okay. Number five, learn how to fish and locate a local neighborhood yeah. pond. Very important. Yeah. I think all kids need to learn how to fish and learn how to take a fish off, off a hook. The hook and not come running up for me to do it because I told them in the beginning that I do not take fish off hooks, right? And I think the fishing thing is so good because it teaches them patience. And they need to learn a lot of patience and they don't learn patience on a video game or a phone. Okay. The sixth thing is, this is one of my favorites, eat simple meals. Start making and thinking very simply when you come to dinner time. We we need to spend more time with our kids instead. And number seven is 
do your dinner meal prep the night before. And I know that you guys hear this all the time, but you got to do it. When you have a screen strong home, when your kids get home at three o'clock, you do not need to be glued to the kitchen unless they are in there with you. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that in a mm-hmm. minute. Um, number eight is let your kids decorate their own bedrooms however they want. I mean, you know, you have mm-hmm. to have maybe a little rule Maybe a little discretion it. there, maybe, but, but if they the most want, part. if they want green walls or pink walls, you just let them do yes. it. I mean, don't, don't micromanage yes. that. There are many other things in their life that you've got to guard them against, but not their room uh, color. Yes, I, I would agree. Let's see. How about nine? Keep age appropriate books in each child's bedroom and rotate them. And also uh, I would share books with my neighbor who lived oh, behind me. She idea. had children the same age and we would share books. Great. I probably still have a few of her you books in my house some. that I, I might have need to get years. back to her. And let me just say about that one that um, so many parents say, well, their kids quit reading. Well, you got to check their bedroom Mm -hmm. and make sure they have not their baby books in there anymore. They've got to have good novels. And if they're boys, you've got to really do some research on that um, to get them some good books. All right. Put a family photo on their bedside table. This is a really big deal, I think. And it's number 10. And our tip number 10, this is a really good attachment idea because when your kids go to bed, maybe sort of upset for the day, or maybe you had a fight or something happened. It's really nice for them to see their sweet, happy, loving family. (laughs) Um, Last thing they see before they go to bed. I think that's really important. And one of my boys loves, they both love baseball, but I remember the day in middle school when when the family photo is still there, but Mm -hmm. he took his team photo and he put it by his bed. I'm like, Oh "Oh, no, (laughs) but that was okay. It was okay. It was good. He loved his team. All right. What's number 11? Let's see. 11 is keep a family puzzle out in your family room or your den and have it going all the time. time. Have a puzzle going all the time. We have um, several of those. um, I think it's White Mountain Mm -hmm. puzzles, which I love. Great brand. Great brand. Fun pictures. They're Uh, they're really sturdy pieces and they come in a thousand size and you can go on and find the coolest patterns and pictures and themes Mm -hmm. and anything that you like to do, Mm -hmm. you can find a white. And and you may have to set up a separate table in the corner. It's just a little. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Table table, keep a card table set up in the corner of your, your family room for that. Uh, Number 12 trade out outgrown, outgrown board games with other friends and neighbors. So if you're not using a board game, ask your neighbor if they want a new board game. Number 13, go good willing. That's always fun. I like doing that. I could find a nice sweater or a pair of pants. You never know what you'll yeah, find. But, for but kids, the kids think that's really fun. You don't break the bank doing it. That's right. And the cool thing about this is um, we discovered this to go to the Goodwill store or to a thrift store. When they were before middle school, they, they were like third grade, fourth grade. And we'd go in there just to kill some time, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm trying to mm-hmm. fill some time there. But what ended up happening is you could spend like $2 on a baseball bat and a dollar on a helmet. That's or right. we had so many dress That's up right. things and they actually um, bought some golf club. Like they were learning how to do stuff and I didn't have to go to the sporting store and um, spend a lot of money, but it was amazing. And they, they love, even to this day, they, they love to go there and find treasures. We call it. 
I like the idea of finding like dress up clothes. Oh yeah, dress up kids. clothes. Oh, such a big deal. That was a big part of our life when we got rid of our video games. Yes. I'm like, you guys here, pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. And we kept music on all the time too. And that's a really big tip. And Ish. even to this day, you know, I'll do my work and get ready to wrap up and get ready for everybody to come home. And I always go turn on some music. And mm-hmm. I think this is how our kids really learn to appreciate lots of different music That's right. because I wouldn't let them just pick it out all the time. Like, and so they, they know a lot of the music that we like, mm-hmm. they know a lot of classical music and we just keep that on a lot and we keep it on in the background and it sets the tone. So I would love to add something. My sister and her family, she has four boys and they travel all the time. So they take major road trips across country. So what they do before every major road trip is they come up with their top 100 songs. So each, let's see, there's six of them. I think they each put in like, you know, 15, 16, 17 songs and of their their own favorites. So, and then that top 100 song list rotates through the whole trip. That's wonderful. And they, oh, here's the, my song. This is my my song. song. This is the one I picked. And so- they make a big deal about music yeah. on it's, their trips. It, it's such a good so filler great. and you don't get bored. You know, you're not bored when you're listening to music. Nope. It's just a wonderful thing. I'm going to take the next one, number 15, listen to foreign language tapes. So I teach Spanish uh, at the elementary and preschool level. So uh, to keep my skills up, because I don't get to speak Spanish to that many adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to uh, Spanish on the radio and I will occasionally listen, you know, watch a TV show in yeah. Spanish just to keep my, my skills up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great for kids to get exposed if they don't, you know, a lot of kids get exposed to foreign language in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you can expose them to it in the car with music or on the TV, that's, that's good too. Yeah. And it's really um, when they're young, before all that neural mm-hmm. pruning starts to happen, they oh. can learn a foreign language. Oh, so it's incredible. Easy. I've got, I literally teach infants to, to 11 year olds and the young kids, the two, three, four, five year olds are incredible. But what you, they learn I, if you can just and put, what they remember. They remember it and yes. they can say it. And they can say it and, perfectly. And it's because their brain is geared that yes, way. Yes. And I, and, and, that's a great tip to put some foreign language um, tapes in their mm-hmm. bedroom at night before they go to bed. Let them listen to how to learn. Anyway, and and, I and books. And I buy, um, I tell new parents to buy preschool books that yeah. are in foreign language. Oh, that helps. And they can read yeah. these very, very simple books in another language. Great, great tip. All right, number 16 is get a your special plate. I don't know if you know what that is. I do. They're red we plates. Have one. We call yep. them the red yep. plate. And we love to use that. It's a tradition. I wish I had known about that many, many years ago. I don't think I knew about it with our first child, but it's really fun when they have something to celebrate. They they get to use that plate. Number, let's see, 17 is teach your kids how to cook a simple dish. (laughs) Yes, we have to teach our kids how to cook little things like pancakes and eggs. It's really nice if they can cook breakfast or, you know, you might try if you can afford it, one of those meal prep services, you know, the subscription things that you get. That's really fun. If you are getting ready to do a detox and a screen detox and you want to do something fun, you know, a lot of those things you get like 10 meals free, the first 10 meals Mm -hmm. or something, Mm -hmm. go ahead and order that because it has all the little cards and the instructions and, 
and they could really learn how to cook a lot with that. Okay, number 18, don't worry if they go to bed dirty. I will just say that um, dirty kids are healthy kids. And and you know what? Ellen and I would trade all the dirty mm-hmm. sheets. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't care. They will survive. <laughs> they will they survive. wake up the next morning. Yeah. They will still be dirty. We promise. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, and number 19, teach them how to clean the bathroom. This oh, is yes. really important. <laughs> Does that work for husbands too? I don't know. <laughs> That's a great tip. Um, and you don't have to get crazy and make it perfect. But our kids were, you know, they were they were cleaning that bathroom at the same time they were doing their laundry pretty yes, young in yes. fourth and fifth grade. All right. Number 20, read books together so you can talk about them. And what I mean by this is this tip. Um, even we had this way back. Of course, it's really good to read books aloud and, and even all through high school. It's mm-hmm. still good to read books aloud. But it's really fun to read the same book that your child is reading. So at dinner, you can talk to them about it, whether it's a mm-hmm. novel or we love those who was and who, what were, or what is that series? Yeah. <laughs> who, what, what, who is? Who is? Like, who is okay. Abraham, yeah, Abraham Lincoln? Lincoln. Yeah. Who is? Yes. Those are great books. Yeah. Those are really good. All right. How about number 21, Ellen? Uh, well, number? get a trampoline, oh, yeah. uh, get a fire pit. Yep. Uh, yeah. Something that they can do and look forward to doing outside, you know, yeah. if you're if you're able and you have the space to do that. Yeah, and trampolines are not that hard to come by, but trampolines get that gets their energy. Oh out. my gosh, that and, that was huge. Oh, and, yeah. and then all of of course all the neighborhood kids come would end over. up on my trampoline as well. Yeah. So yeah, and if you live in an apartment, just look for some local parks and community centers. If you don't have room, if you have room for a fire pit, though, on your back porch or something, the fire pit thing, number 22, mm-hmm. is awesome. But that that will that's like a truth serum. It's like you get in front of the fire pit, you're doing your marshmallows, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everybody starts talking. That's right. And um, and this counselors have told me this, too, with teenagers. That's a wonderful way to get them to start It is. Talking. It can create some very special moments yeah. and memorable moments yeah. with your kids. To yeah, have a fire be sure pit. and don't bring your phone yep. out when you've got the fire going. Okay, number 23, watch Jeopardy with mm-hmm. grandparents. Okay, this one was just to uh, remind me to tell everybody that when your grandparents come over and your parents come over, have your kids do something with them that's that they can talk about. You know, they're mm-hmm. not, they, you know, mm-hmm. Jeopardy is just really fun. <laughs> Who doesn't love Jeopardy? I know. Or even Wheel of Fortune. You know, those are fun, oh, fun yeah. shows. Yeah. And, and even a little educational too. Right, right. I'll take the next one. Okay, you take the next one. And then you go to the next one. Okay, so 24 is pay attention to their uh, diet. And what I mean by that, and this is a really big tip. If you've got a, if you're starring some, put a star by this one. When your kids get home from school, it's really important to have a healthy snack on the counter. You make this little tray of snacks before you leave the house. Mm -hmm. So when they come running in the door, they can immediately start eating some carrots and celery and some peppers or anything that they like, crackers or whatever. And they're not immediately going to go run to their room to go find their video games. Like, cause that's one thing that, that being hungry is a trigger. Mm-hmm. So when you can sit down and then they start talking and, and, and to this day, you know, my, my older kids still love to come in and graze around the counter, you know, and then we can just kind of regroup and, and talk. So what's 25? Okay, 25. Don't solve all of their mom, I'm bored (laughs) moments. So yeah, that's the one thing I I never really liked hearing that, mom, I'm bored. So if they're bored, have they played outside? Have they read a book? Mm -hmm. Have they cleaned their room? Have they made a snack? (laughs) Have they they done their homework? So there's always something to do. 
Yeah. And, and, and boredom is actually really healthy for kids to experience that yeah. mental downtime. And I would uh, tell I would tell mine whenever they said they were bored, I would tell them to go get the toilet brush and they quit telling me they were bored. <laughs> that was, it was a magical thing that happened. I like that idea. <laughs> That's a good one. It was my magic wand. Um, um, I'm going to take 26 too. Yeah. Don't post too many family photos on social media. If, if any at all, to me, those are, I don't know, sacred special moments Yep. And it almost devalues, devalues yeah. or waters them down when you, when you put, oh, look what we did. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, it's just not my thing. I know yeah. maybe we think when they're people, really little, it's so cute, but then all of a sudden yeah. they go through middle school and they don't like right. it. That's right. The kids don't like it yeah. either. Yeah. So just don't even start. Yeah. Cut back. Cut back on yeah, that cut, one. I mean, you know, put your Christmas card up there every mm-hmm. year and be done. Mm-hmm. And just don't parade your kids around on social media. It really hurts their feelings, I think, a lot. Okay, number 27, have an art camp in your backyard for your friends and neighbors. So we did this a number of summers. Mm-hmm. We would have a we'd have an art camp. And I'll, and I'll talk more about this later on our, on our website. But anybody can do this. We had, I'd just go on Pinterest, get ideas. We would have 12 boys. You know, you could do it for girls. You do it for mm-hmm. boys. And this is all through third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. It was the best thing. And oh, you came, I, you came to some. Yes, of those. I yeah. came to one of them, and I have, or I came to two of them, and I have the artwork hanging in my oh, upstairs. Yeah. It's so, it was so wonderful. So, and it was something that was fairly easy to do. Yeah, it was very easy, yes. very inexpensive, and the kids just learned. They just yes. want to be together and hang out. Okay, so let's see, number twenty-eight. Be sure your child has a nickname and or a secret handshake. Mm-hmm. And I know that you well, had a secret handshake with your brother. I, you, how do you remember you told that? Me that a long I was time just going to go. So my brother John, if you're out there, John, <laughs> John and I still have a secret handshake that That's we do so when cool. we see each other, and we're old people and now. Old people. <laughs> no, that so, is so cool. Yes. That makes me get really yes. kind of teary because that attachment is so important. And I'm very close to my brother too, and we have lots of memories in common, but secret handshake is so special yes. and a nickname. I think it's really cool. Now you can't just make this up. It has to kind of come into mm-hmm. being, you know, so don't force it, but nicknames are really fun for kids. Rent an RV for a week. Number 29. Okay. Good luck on that. I'm not sure I could uh, stand it, but I know. A well, that one is something that intrigues me. And now we've gone, I've gone camping with my family, but I've never rented an RV. And I think Oh yeah, it's on you my to do list. I think, I think this summer. That. Tell me how it goes. <laughs> that that's on my um. A lot of on my bucket that. list. I yeah, should I say think that's a wonderful idea. Number thirty. Oh, don't tell them to be quiet all the time. This is a big tip. When you have a gamer living in your house or a, a, a person who's on their social media all the time, they're very quiet. It's like a, a drowning child. You never hear them. It's very not. I mean, it's it's not a good idea for kids to be quiet. You need to have them be loud and noisy and be okay with that. Stop running around telling everybody to be quiet. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a good Mm -hmm. idea. So that tip, remember that. What about 31 is keep your smartphone out of sight. And and what I really mean that, especially when your kids are a little bit younger, they're going to keep grabbing it. They're going to find it. You're going to turn around every two minutes and they're going to be on it, looking at your phone. I recommend that you keep your phone in the car the minute you get home from school, leave it in the car for about an hour. You know, you drive home, just leave your phone in the car. You get your little kids in the house all mm-hmm. the way up through middle school, get them engaged in their homework, get them a snack, 
be present with them. When you when your phone is there, even in the kitchen, you're just going to constantly be distracted. And I did the same thing with uh, my laptop, which is tip number 32, is close your laptop lid when your kids come home from school. Mm-hmm. And I, I will use, used to always say, close the laptop lid and, and open your oven door and bake something. Well, there you go. <laughs> I like that. Okay. All right, Let's see, uh, 33, be purposeful about your family traditions. Mm-hmm. They may seem small and insignificant to you because you keep doing them, but kids remember these things. I mean, think about when you were growing up, maybe the little things that your mom or dad did on special occasions. Yep. You still remember those and how special that made you feel. Yeah, and make a list of them. Write them down. Be sure that you don't forget those. Number 34, do crossword puzzles with your kids and subscribe to the newspaper. Mm-hmm. This was a big aha, aha moment that we had when we did this. And our kids all of a sudden just started reading the newspaper. And at the time, I was trying to get them to read more. And, and that was fabulous. They would read the sports section, and that was okay. And then they would read current issues. And then we had a lot to talk about at dinner. And the crossword puzzles are awesome. What's the next Okay, one? let's see. Number 35, visit an ethnic market, bakery, or restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to expose expose your kids to other cultures, other types of food, and um, it just makes for a more exciting, well-interesting, well-rounded life Yeah, to try new kinds of food. Excellent idea. Number 36, keep magazines out for kids to look through and have them make a collage. Remember collages oh, yes. back yeah. in the day? They don't yeah. do that anymore because they have, it's all these digital things That's right. that they do. That's they right. Do, do it the old-fashioned way so, with scissors and, yes. and glue. Yeah, but magazines are really good. And, of course, 37, get bikes for the whole family and find fun places nearby to ride with your kids. That's a big tip. Number 38, have a joke of the day ready. Now, I think humor is super important. I I think humor is as important as the broccoli on their plate. You, you've got to keep humor infused in your kid's life. Otherwise, they're going to grow up and think that they just had a miserable childhood. <laughs> so you've got to have fun stories. you got to tell jokes. Yes. And, you know, the little joke of the day, little calendar things, those are kind of fun to do, even if they're super corny. I mean, the cornier, the better with with jokes. And then uh, number 39 is work on a family scrapbook together. I'm really big on that. We have a little scrapbook for every year. I call it our family yearbook and it stays on the coffee table and um, they really enjoy that. So what's number 40? Uh, Number 40 is talk about current events and issues at the dinner table. So no phones at the dinner table. Um, Talk about real life and what's happening. And there's plenty to talk about. Even when they're little. That's right. That's right. And obviously make it age appropriate. But yeah. Uh, number 41, budget for tennis shoes. Your kids are going to wear them out if they're not home sitting on the sofa gaming. Yes. Hopefully, they're going to be out running around or riding a bike how true, and wearing those shoes out. Wearing them out. How true this is. Adam had the same pair of shoes, I think, for his whole entire high school career. And the boys now get... They had to get new ones. I remember so much when they were little, they, you know, middle school and even ninth, 10th grade, I mean, we're just buying tennis shoes all the time because they, they literally wear holes yes. in them because oh, they're yes. outside all the time. Let's see. Number 42, volunteer quietly and don't advertise your volunteer activities on social media. That's a big tip. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important for your kids to see you volunteering mm-hmm. and caring for others and serving others with your time and your talent. Mm-hmm. And it helps them grow up to be empathetic, yes. uh, empathetic adults. Yes, it does. And they learn that from parents. And that's the only way they learn mm-hmm. it. 43 is fire the maid. 
Yes, wake up if you're out there daydreaming. <laughs> 43 is fire the maid. And the reason why I say this is because you have everything you need to raise kids that have executive function skills and you have it all under your own roof and it's your dirty house. And your kids should learn how to do chores. And if someone's making their bed for them and mm -hmm. cleaning your bathroom mm -hmm. for them. So I'm just saying, if you want to get some help to help maybe clean your bedroom, that's okay. Absolutely. But, but and, and every child should know how to wash dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mop the floors and there sweep may just up be, the floor. Use a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And clean it out. I mean, there's a season yep. when you really should try to see if your kids can do the housekeeping. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the next two. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I love both of these. Okay. So number 44, start a grow garden or grow a lemon tree. I can't speak to the lemon tree, but I can speak to the garden. Yes. Um, I have a beautiful garden on the side of my home. So I've already planted my lettuce and my kale You've done that and celery and potatoes. Potatoes are incredibly easy to grow and you get a ton of them. Oh, good. Um, so I'm working on my garden and... The kids are learning from that. I say, yeah. go out to the garden, go water the garden, yeah, gotta take care or of it. go dig up the potatoes, and it's like Christmas time. Yeah. They dig the <laughs> potatoes up, and they, you know, each potato oh, plant, there's like eight to ten that is potatoes. So, cool. so that's really fun. And I have a lemon tree on my porch, yes. and, and same idea, same idea. Yes. And 45, learn to throw a Frisbee. This one, this one makes me laugh because... I love to play Frisbee. You did not know that about me, Melanie. Know, I did not know that. So in my kids, I always have a Frisbee in my car. Yeah. And when we go to the park or the beach, I want to show off my Frisbee <laughs> skills. <laughs> I love teaching my kids how to throw Frisbee. And they all know how to throw Frisbee. It's instant fun. It is instant fun. Oh, good. Well, I you do like the next one, one too because you're good at okay. the next one. So 46, exercise together as a family. And take walks after dinner. So this is something that we do in my family. Um, my husband and I take a walk every day, either before so or after great. dinner. It could be a 10-minute short walk. It could be a 30, 45-minute walk, uh, depending on the weather and depending on how much time we have. But it helps us decompress right. um, and talk about the day maybe without the kids there. But we also take walks with our kids. So they know after dinner, if it's a nice night, we say, hey, let's... let's uh, take a walk and mm -hmm. we take a 10, 15 minute walk. We might even grab a popsicle on the way Aww. and have a popsicle or they might bring a football. But this is something I will say, this is one of the most important things in my family wow. is taking family walks. And they're going to do that too when yes. they have their own kids Absolutely. because it, it created such a bonding thing for y'all. What a great idea. Normally, you know, we you eat dinner and then you get up and start doing dishes and mm -hmm. that's really sad and boring. So Taking a walk is so much Yes, more the fun. dishes can wait, or you delegate it and have the kids do the dishes Later. now. Yeah, that's true. Great idea. Number 47, dinner and a movie night. I think it's really fun to plan a dinner and a movie night, you know, special on the weekend sometime where you make a certain meal to go with the movie, even theme nights and stuff like that. It's really fun. We would even have movie nights outside during the whole COVID thing. And we would put a sheet up and have a little projector mm -hmm. and we'd watch movies outside. Mm -hmm. That was really, really fun. So number 48 is make a list with your family of the 15 things that are special about your family. And it's really, we have this activity in our course. If you purchase our course, our Screen Strong Solution uh, is part two of the KBS, the Screen Strong Lifestyle Courses. And in there, we have the little handout to do this, but it's really fascinating for your kids to sit down and write down the things that they think are special about your family. It really gives you a sense for 
what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? And maybe some things you need to be doing. All right, number 49 is have them help with the grocery shopping. They can do this at such a young age. Give them half of the list and set them on a treasure hunt to find the groceries. I know people get scared. They don't want their kids walking around the grocery store, but let me tell you, this is okay. <laughs> it's okay for them. A grocery store is like an amusement park. It can be for kids. Yeah. There's so much to see and smell and- And don't ever give uh, them a phone yes. in, the, in, yes. in the grocery cart. And 50, 50, don't worry if your house is spotless or even very clean. You need to teach your kids how to operate the vacuum cleaner for sure. But I think sometime with watching all these HGTV programs and all this stuff, mm -hmm. I think we start thinking our houses all mm -hmm. have to look like that. And trust us, your kids will not remember that. No. That will not be the thing they remember. That is a good point. Your child will not remember if, they, if their house was clean. No, or how spotless the right. oven was. Exactly. 51. Oh my gosh, this one's huge. Play board games together. So this is, I don't know, I can't state this one enough. Playing board games with your family. You get to see your kids in a different <laughs> light when you play cards with them yeah. or board games with them. And it's a great habit to get into. It's After, a real bonding. Yeah, it's a great bonding uh, activity. Yeah. And, you know, after dinner, you might have 50, after you take your walk, uh -huh. yep. you have 15, 20 minutes. There's so many great games mm -hmm. uh, that you don't have to play a two hour Monopoly game. No, you can play a 10 to 15 minute, you know, banana grams game. Yeah. Um, and it just is so fun and they will carry those memories mm -hmm. Uh, into their into their adulthood. Into their families. Yep. And it's such a great habit to learn how to be a good sport and to oh, be yes. patient and to work on a team if you're in teams on a game or whatever. It, there's so many skills oh, that you learn. There are so many skills. Playing games learning, with your family. Learning how to lose gracefully. Yeah, and we don't always do that so, at our house. We're still working on that one. <laughs> we, we have some really funny family stories yes. around that. Okay, 52 is have family friends over for dinner and let your kids hang out and participate with those conversations at the dinner mm -hmm. table. I know a lot of times we send them outside. You know, if you have little kids, you don't think you want them around. And when they're really little, it doesn't matter. But when your kids start to get to be around, you know, seven, eight, 10 years old, they really need to watch and see and really get to know your friends too. You know, these are your family mm -hmm. friends. And I know my kids know the Cottons. They know y'all really well. And it's really fun mm -hmm. to have these relationships as part of their village and their kind of tribe growing up. Number 53 is learn how to play chess and backgammon with your kids. Those are classic mm -hmm. games that you can pick up anytime. And this opens the door for lots of things to do down the road with friends. And when you're meeting people and when you're in college or just, if you have some basic mm -hmm. skills around mm -hmm. some of these things, it'll take your kids I, I love backgammon. That's a good one. Uh, 54, have a family reading night with blankets and yep. you can even make popcorn. popcorn. But if they see mom and dad reading, yes, so important. Reading Roundup. Just, Everybody get a book. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to get into the habit of turning the, the TV on every no. night. You can sit quietly, have yeah. your music in the background, yeah. and everybody grab a great book. It can be for 30 mm -hmm. minutes, depending mm -hmm. on the age of your kids. Okay, so the next one, I love this one, camp in the backyard. You know, if you don't have time to go away for the weekend, do something like have your kids, you know, just say, if you read so many books or if you do so many chores, whatever, we're going to work toward 
this fun thing. Usually I, we start off camping in the backyard and then I sneak in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's and use the bathroom. Yeah. My daughter's 10th birthday, we had a camping birthday in our backyard. I still have great memories of, of uh, her and all her little friends. And we had the bonfire and made the s'mores and did the hot dogs. Yeah. And, and they, all the girls slept in the tent. They put the so tent great. up. Camping in the backyard. And they, and, and a couple of the girls had never, ever experienced that before. So that was a great birthday idea. Great. And, and look how simple that I know. was. It was, it was a, it was great. a big success. And no screens. No screens. No screens. If you notice all these tips, you know, there's no screens involved. All right. Now the next one, 56, keep knitting or crocheting supplies in a basket in the den. Teach your kids how to knit, even your boys. What mm-hmm. happens when they can knit with the, the, what happens in their brain is fascinating. So don't make it like a weird thing, but if they, they can learn how to use those knitting needles and that yarn and do all that it is such a great activity. And of course, girls usually gravitate toward it more, but it's really okay for your kids, all your kids to learn mm-hmm. how to knit. I think that became popular again, this past Olympics, when, this past summer Olympics, there was a famous, and I, I can't remember his name, oh. but there was a British swimmer who, while he was waiting for his races, his swim... No way, I didn't know that. Okay. He would sit on the side, uh, sidelines, yeah. sit by the side of the pool, and he would knit. Oh my goodness. So it he kind became kind of a cult. Yeah, cult I didn't know that. Classic, See? And yes. we, we said that, that 10 was years ago, summer. and now they're doing... Okay, number 57. I am going to make that... T- okay, that tip is about getting a digital piano. Because getting a digital piano, we had we had a really old piano, um, and that was fine. But when we got a digital piano, and I mean, it looks like a real size piano, like it's not like a keyboard. It's like whatever that changed our life. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge tip. Mm-hmm. If you can go on Craigslist, you find one. Keep an eye out, even if your kids are little. <clears throat> it never needs tuning. It has the weighted keys. It's a, it's a normal size thing, but I will have to say that was one of the biggest, one big tip that we have really enjoyed. And number 58 is do not let your kids quit activities, especially when it gets tough. Do not let them quit. So big tip. I know it gets hard when you have a whiny, a whiny child who is wanting to quit piano or wanting to quit, you know, baseball or soccer or whatever it is they want to quit. Try to ride that out with them a little bit. Do not let them quit right away. And if you get our course, I have a whole section on this and I have a lot of tips on how to handle that. So what's number 59? Okay, 59 is go to a movie matinee right after school. How fun is that? (laughs) And whoever, I mean, whoever thinks of doing that, but how exciting. It could be a rainy afternoon. Yeah. Surprise your kids and go see a movie matinee and even get some popcorn. Yeah. And buy a bucket of popcorn. Because we know that the screen habits are really bad during those hours, right after school, all the way up till dinner time. That's the hardest time. Mm -hmm. It is. So every now and then it's just fun to jump in the the witching hours. Yeah. I think that's what it is. The next one, number 60. Oh boy. (laughs) Do you know what these are? Yes, I do. Do I have many of these at home. So buy the packet of the blue. I think they're racquetball balls. Think they're hand, some kind of handball. Handball or racquetball, or racquetball balls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, those are fun. They bounce like crazy. Now I would maybe not do not these do those in, the, house, the, in the inside of your home because it will break things. So but the outside little, they are a blast. They are the little blue rubber balls. Yes. I don't know what the, I, I think they're racquetball balls. Yeah. Yes. 
we we yes. need to buy stock in that yes. company because we, we that was worth so much yes. like because i would have a little bucket of those in the car yes. and everywhere we went and they would always have something to do and i think they they actually mm -hmm. tried to juggle with them too but i mean they're very versatile and they, they are, are they're a lot of fun for adults too let's see 61 keep bananagrams mm -hmm. on the table if you don't know what bananagrams the game bananagrams so you've probably seen it a hundred times it's the cloth bag that looks like a banana and it's filled with little plastic tiles which have letters so it's like scrabble but it's instead of an, the game taking an hour yeah. to two hours to play it takes 10 minutes to play Bananagrams is one of our all-time favorite games at my house. And you just Love throw them it. out on the table, and it is so much fun. And basically, it just... it's, it's Scrabble. You're spelling words. Yes. So fun and educational. And I, I keep them in my car, and we when we're out waiting in line at the whatever, mm -hmm. we're waiting in line. I'll give mm -hmm. them a handful yeah. and say, make a word. <laughs> so so my I'm going to add just a little tip here. Yeah. My mom has Alzheimer's. So we use bananagrams for her. We sit at the kitchen table and we will spell out simple words, oh, you know, cat, dog, yeah. house, mouse. And that's one of the few activities that, that we can she... still do with her. Oh, that's but wonderful. Bananagrams is a great game Yeah, for all ages. And it's very portable and yep. fun. So number 62, hide the TV remote in, mm -hmm. in another room. And this mm -hmm. tip, put another star by this one. This one will change your life. Because what will happen is you won't just start turning on the TV all day. Most people leave their TV on all day, mm -hmm. or a lot of people. So the remote is somewhere far away, like upstairs. Like you have to go purposefully go find it in order to watch mm -hmm. the TV. It's just one of those things that you learn when you when we talk about in our course a lot about habits. And this is a good way to break a TV mm -hmm. habit is just hide the remote. Okay, what's, oh, number um, 63, invite one of your kids' teachers over for dinner. That's such a nice idea. Isn't that a nice I idea? I never did. Well, I don't think I ever did that. That's a great idea. You want your kids to love school and you want them to feel like you know their teachers. And I know um, we did this a lot when they were little, when they were in preschool. In fact, one of our preschools, that's just what they did. The, the, you know, they, mm -hmm. the teacher would come over and mm -hmm. they'd meet. But we've lost touch on this in our culture. And I think it's really important. Number 64 is host a Friday fun night at your house. We have all the instructions how to do this. It works really well in the middle school age years. And we have this in our course. Basically, just quickly, it's just very organized, but not organized. <laughs> it's one of those things that you kind of organize, but it doesn't look organized. And you have six boys and six girls over and they start learning how to be around other people of the opposite sex. And they play really fun games. And it is really, really, really fun. Okay, what is 65? Okay, 65. Let your children learn how to change light bulbs, filters, mm -hmm. pump gas, do mm -hmm. yard work. Simple. Just simple chores around the house. Yeah. Um, very easy to do. Those things need to get done anyway. They yeah. might as well learn how to do them. And it, and it benefits uh, their future. Yeah. They'll know how to do it. Yeah. 66. Keep snacks and books, maps, maybe some handheld old-fashioned games uh, in your car. Yeah, great idea. Just to have. You got to be prepared. Be prepared. So 67 is celebrate little things. You know, don't just wait for the big things. Celebrate little things. Put out your nice plates. Put your good napkins out and maybe some candles on the table. Just have fun. I think that that's kind of what that whole tip means is it can be really hard when we are trying to limit screens and trying to keep a lid on all this stuff. Some, sometimes we just need to 
remember the simple things and really have fun. So number 68, sit in the driveway and watch your kids play without your fun. So it's really hard to do this, but this tip of just sitting and giving yourself some quiet time mm-hmm. while your kids are in the driveway, put a chair out there, beach or whatever it is you have and leave your phone in the house. Don't just scroll the whole time when your kids are playing. Mm-hmm. And I think your kids, especially the younger kids, really like having you out there and it makes them feel special yeah. uh, to see that mom's out there watching them. They know. They, they know. know. Even when the boys were a little bit older playing basketball, mm-hmm. I'd love to go out there and mm-hmm. watch them and um, not have any technology. 69 is make dessert. Okay. I want to, to take this one. This one. <laughs> okay. I'm taking this one. Make dessert at least once a week. I would say at least, uh, <laughs> I'm going to up that to three, four, five oh, times really? a week. Well, oh, we're, I- <laughs> well, you're talking to, I'm a dessert person. Yes, you are. So, okay. um, okay. your kids need to learn how to make some desserts. But yes, desserts and, are fun and pretty easy to and do. And I know that everybody out there is like trying yes. to do the gluten-free thing and all that business, but one night a week, yeah. just let them dive in and, and, and let them pick what they yeah. want to make. Or it's just, really it's as simple as buying a box of the cones yeah. and letting yeah. them serve their own ice cream, make sure. their own ice cream cone. Yeah. Um, but I like it when they get in the kitchen and yes. try to make that cake that's going to take them two hours too. <laughs> I like that. So number 70 mm-hmm. is get the presidents and the U.S. map and the, I don't know, math problems. Place. The solar system. Yeah, the solar system. Placemats. Mm-hmm. The plastic ones that you see everywhere. Best thing. Yes. One of the best things oh, we yeah. ever did. I mean, we had these little placemats out when they were in kindergarten. They memorized all this stuff. They can memorize stuff so easy. And um, they knew the presidents backwards yes. and forwards and the vice presidents and all that. I know. And I'm holding on to mine for grandkids someday. Yeah, I, I've got mine too. They're still in working order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 71, keep an emergency toy or craft in your closet for hard meltdown moments. And so go to the dollar store, just get a couple things. And this is kind of for little kids, but it's really nice just mm-hmm. to have something like newish when you're about ready to give them the tablet. Just don't give them the tablet. Reach for the toy instead, the real toy. Uh, number 72 is do a crossword puzzle with your children. Teach them how to do a crossword mm-hmm. puzzle because kids don't know how to do those anymore. Um, I found a great site and I think I think it's puzzles.com. And I would go and there's all different kinds of puzzles, simple puzzles for kids of, you know, probably five to 15. And I would print them off and I would leave them on the kitchen table. Oh, good. And so fun. They were just picked them up. Yes. So that's a real bonding activity. Number 73, tell your love story about how you met your spouse and really make this fun. I think in our culture today, we forget how important it is for our kids to really understand what a healthy relationship is and the dating relationship mm-hmm. and the falling in love and the engagement and the wedding and all the funny stories that go with that. My kids really enjoy listening to those. And I think that that's just a really good tip. And along with that, number 74 is to sit down and think about stories about when you were growing up and when you were little, and you might not think any of these things make any difference, but they do. Your kids love to listen to stories about what you did when mm-hmm. you were 10 mm-hmm. and funny things mm-hmm. that we share that, that I think are kind of silly, but they love the stories, they love it. you know, and, and we looking at old photo old albums, photo of, albums. Of, of their parents when they were kids and the funny yeah. stories. Yep. So important for those kids to feel connected Right. To your past and to your parents, their grandparents. Right. So you may have to dig deep and think a little bit. 75, 
sign your kids up oh, for yes. music lessons and start that not too early, you know, but not too early. So they get, because they could get discouraged. Right. So usually like I taught myself how to play the guitar. I was 11, right. 11, 12 years right. old. And that's about right. a good time even for piano, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, we need to have a whole show um, about this because music. there's a lot to talk about. Yes. But third grade for some kids is yes. fine to start. Fifth grade is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people would argue that you don't even start piano till middle school. Mm-hmm. Some say you have to start younger, but just start looking at some things yep. in your local and, community. And even if your school offers a music program or an option for, you know, a lot of times a elementary, maybe fourth, fifth grade, you can opt into a music class, Yep. learn the clarinet or the recorder or the piano yeah. uh, or join a chorus. Definitely consider oh, yeah. that for your child. Even if they're a little hesitant, I would maybe push that yeah. a little bit and see. Yeah. It, it might um, open up their Yeah, you've got it. They, they don't know yet. So they you don't have to know. Help, you have to help structure yep. their yep. likes right now. That's what... We say we want to help them have good hobbies. Right. <laughs> so number 76, zero screens in the bedroom, folks. That, that's been the tip that everybody can agree on, that um, your, your kids certainly don't need to have any electronics upstairs, you know, or in the basement. Like electronics just need to live right in the common areas of your house. Uh, 77, take your kids to a family-friendly theater show or a concert. So this is so funny. I mean, this is so important to expose them to the theater and the symphony and uh, even maybe one of your old rock bands that's coming to the local concert place. A few years ago, we took our kid, we bought our kids, the Broadway show of Mary Poppins was in town. So we did not tell them where we were taking them. So we went out and we got pizza and we said, we're going to a show. And I knew with my three boys that Mary Poppins was not going to be a popular, big hit, yeah. <laughs> big, big hit. So, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going here once we told them. And um, once they went and it was an incredible show, obviously top, oh, yeah. top level performances yeah. by the cast and they loved it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, don't rule out sending your teenage boys to Mary Poppins. Yeah. It was incredible. That's a great and they, tip. And they loved it. Great tip. Great tip. I'll remember that. I'm going to write that one down. Um, 78, check out books on tape from the library and listen to those mm-hmm. while you're in the car. And just put those on when you're having your weak moment where you want to pull out that video game. Just mm-hmm. plug in that book on tape. It's amazing how quiet everything mm-hmm. gets and how they'll start listening. And then, of course, well, it's the, something you can do as a family. You listen to oh, a story yeah. together. Go and then through they, a book together. Yep. And 79 is read aloud to your kids. Mm-hmm. Again, we say that again. You have to practice this young, but all the way through middle school and even high school, it's okay to read aloud. Okay, number 80. Oh, this one's funny. Get your hair wet when you swim. <laughs> so, and, and along with this is, you know, what this whole point is, is to jump in and have fun with them and don't always be worried about everything being perfect. And, and with this comes the tip of the staycation to stay in a hotel in your local area and do special things just in your own hometown. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the money or the time to go on a big trip, you can do something locally. So number, where are we? Number 81. 81. Keep a, a scented candle in the kitchen. And I, I always have like the apple pie variety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just makes the house smell really good. You can't go wrong with cinnamon. 
yeah. smell. And then we already said the photo album on the yes. coffee table, number 82. Keep that out. What's number 83? Uh, 83. Have your kids oh. sweep yeah. out your garage or your front porch or your walkway. Yes. Um, they can sweep that off. Yeah, that's and a they good can skill organize, for them to learn. And they can organize all those tools. That's yes. a wonderful uh, thing. The garage is a room we forget about. Yes. They, they could, that could be their full-time job is keeping yes. the garage clean. And right? I remember watching my son trying to sweep for the first time. Mm-hmm. He couldn't figure that's out how to, how to hold the broom that's and how true. to sweep. He was pushing it. And ah. pu- so that's a good skill to know. It's very good. And the garage is full yes. of things to organize. Yes. Number 84 is rough and tumble play every night before bed for your younger kids and for your older kids. I think it is really good for them to get some exercise before they sleep. It helps them sleep better. The rough and tumble play also makes your kids feel very loved. And that's a love language that's really important that we forget. Number 85 is to plan ahead. And mom and dad, get a calendar out, even a paper calendar that you can keep in the kitchen and plan things. Things are not going to happen spontaneously. You've got to plan your fun and you got to be sure you got your downtime planned and that you have your family time and your family connection time. Even your bike rides might have to get planned in there. So number 86, um, what is that? Uh, sign your children up for art classes or yoga or exercise classes that you can do together. Yeah. Great idea. Why not? Dad, take your son yeah. to the gym with you. Yep. That's a really good way to get them started. I um, love 87. This is something. Oh, I love doing do this. It. Well, you I do it. So allow your kids to build forts in the family room mm-hmm. or whatever room that might be in your home. Uh, get out the blankets, the pillows, let them take off the cushions of the sofa. Yeah. Hours of fun. And don't worry about what it looks like. I know. Like. It can be cleaned up in five minutes. With that. that is so fun. So fun. 88 is keep some old clock radios. Remember those things Mm -hmm. and small appliances. Go to Goodwill, get an Mm -hmm. old clock radio Mm -hmm. and let your kids take it apart. One of my friends, when she took all the games out of her house, her son went around. This is when we still had clock radios and he took them all apart and put them all back together. What a great thing to do. And number 89 goes with that. Set up a workbench in the garage to teach them how to use simple tools, hammers, screwdrivers and wrenches. I remember getting pieces of two by four and having my boys just hammer nails for hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours. And what a great, what a great thing they learned by doing that. Yep. That's Along another with, important life skill. Yeah. Learning how to and use a hammer and a screwdriver. And yep. using your hands is very important. Yep. Number 90 is to set up a garage gym mm-hmm. with weights and rings and a climbing rope. So Google this and look at how you can actually make a little gym in your garage, regardless of where you live or outside on a tree, then you can hang some of this stuff. What's number All 91? right, 91. We're getting there. Oh, we're, we're at 91. There. Uh, join, have your child join a children's theater or mm-hmm. a choir or your church choir is a yeah. great place to learn this about music. Yeah, and even if they're not, if it's not in school, it's really good for them to have friends outside of school. Mm-hmm, and something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, number 92, sign your ch- uh, your child up for a Toastmasters mm. class. They still do these. Yeah. You know, I don't know with COVID what's happened with Toastmasters classes, but they are around in, in many communities. So that would be something you could Google, but it teaches your children public speaking yes. skills. So important. One of the so best important. things they can ever do is to learn how to speak in public. Number 93, start a chess club at school or even a talent show night. Um, if your school doesn't have talent shows, like especially in middle school, they're mm-hmm. really fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to organize that. And our boys have started chess clubs before. Mm-hmm. Those are super simple clubs to start. Number 94 is never offer screens for rewards 
or for homework rewards or chores or anything like that, you you don't want to offer screen time to as a reward because screen time is not what we value. Right. Um, um, I mean, you know, we value it to look up YouTube videos to learn That's how right. to make a cake. As, but, a, as a tool. As a tool. Uh, let's see, 95, make eye contact with your kids when you talk to them. Uh, important on so many levels for them to read emotion, uh, for them to learn how to to do that themselves, and to make them feel special. Um, yeah. I teach, and, and one of the things that I do when I teach is I make sure that I have eye contact with every one of my students, Yeah, like several times during the class. And when it's we have so our important. phones with us all the time, it can be hard to it, do that. It is. It's a hard skill to learn, especially for um, our young our young people Yeah, right now. Uh, 96, print an exercise chart for them to keep. Mm, great idea. To hang it up in their room. Yep. And they can watch their progress. Yep. As they do push us. That's and right. And they can up. use that garage gym that you set up for them. Yeah. And I think it's really important for boys, especially to mm-hmm. get really physical every day, mm-hmm. push ups, sit ups, pull ups, mm-hmm. all that, and to see how they're getting better. Number 97, are we getting close here? 97, get them an old fashioned paper calendar for their bedroom. This is so important. It doesn't matter how old they are, they've got to have a paper calendar, not an electronic digital calendar right now. They need a paper calendar. They need to be able to open it up and see and write things in there. They need to start being responsible for their own schedule. Now you're sure to still overlook it, but they need to start this uh, skill. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good tip. Well, and you know, the problem with scheduling on a phone is you don't see your whole month no, or it's very in hard. front of you. It's very, very it's, I don't like it yeah. at all. So yeah. I, I still use a paper calendar and I encourage my kids to use yeah. a paper calendar. Especially when they're kids, yep. they, you know, they need one of yep. those. Number 98, get a timer. We love just the old fashioned timer because our kids love to compete against everything. Like whether it's washing the dishes or setting the table or who can do this mm-hmm. the fastest. But then also along with that, you want to get them an analog watch. And what we mean by that is a watch or a clock in their room or their bedroom or bathroom where they can actually learn how to tell. Oh, yes. Time. The old fashioned way. The old, there's so many kids yes. that don't know how to do that. That is true. They, they, they're stunned, you know, yes. when they, they're stumped when they yes. look at a clock. They, yes. they don't understand what it is. Can you imagine not knowing how to tell time on a clock? Okay. We're going to get them a little um, clock. <laughs> All right. So um, you take 99 and. Okay. Consider not having sleepovers anymore. Oh, I know this yeah. is a radical idea for radical. many people. Or ha- just have halfovers where you invite people to come over to your home and then at 10, 10, 30, 11, they go back to their own home and sleep in their own bed. Um, sleepovers aren't maybe what they used to be. Not. I think in our changing world with screens everywhere, um, it's too big of a temptation. Yeah, I mean, you have much. more to say on that. It's too Well, no, it's just too much. And it's too much for the other parent to have the responsibility yes. of eight little kids or eight big mm-hmm. kids with all their devices. And there's no way that they mm-hmm. can... Uh, monitor that. No. So the best thing that we have found, and we have a blog on this as well, is that we have half overs, just like you said, and mm-hmm. that our kids go and they've done this since they were in third, fourth, fifth grade, all the way up. And they go to the parties. They certainly go to all the birthday parties, but we just pick them up. You're right. We just pick them up around That's right. 10. And, you know, we started doing that in our little community and a lot more people are doing that now. Because I, of, I would agree. I am not a big fan of sleepovers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number 100. Okay, so 100, tip number 100. And you know what? We can keep going with these tips, by the way. We are going to make another list. We could list. sit here all we, day. We are going to make another list. And um, I'm excited to share that with this audience pretty soon. But number 100 
is to understand the importance of physical connection. This is so important to actually physically touch your kids every day. This physical connection is lost in our digital world. Our hands are on our Mm -hmm. devices Mm -hmm. all day long. We don't pat our kids on the back. We don't give them that quick shoulder rub, the high five, the the hug when they get ready to leave. This is such a big mistake that we're making Mm -hmm. in our culture. And a lot of times we could we quit hugging our kids when they're little. So your big kids, your teenagers, they still need some physical touch. And if you can remember this, ATM, if you remember ATM, we used to go to the ATM mm-hmm. machine. We really don't do that anymore. But ATM is attachment, touch, and movement every single day. You know, something about the physical connection, you know, when your kids are small, you always go in and hug them and kiss them goodnight and talk to them before they go to bed. You tuck them in. And as they get older, that, that, kind of goes away and I, yeah, I miss that. We're going that. to sleep before they are. <laughs> that's right. Well, that, well, that's true too. Yeah. Um, but I miss, I even think just getting in the habit of making sure you say, or that your kids say good night to you yeah. before yeah. they go that and connection. get in bed. They have that last connection instead of everybody disappearing in their bedrooms at seven o'clock at night after dinner right? and not having any connection after right. that. So right. be, be, I don't know, be maybe cognizant of that. Yeah. That physical touch yep. is so important and the hugs every day are really, really important. Ellen, thank you so Ooh, much we for made it. making it through this list with me. I'm so excited. I'm going to just ask you one quick thing because I always do this with our, with our guests, but you're not, you're not really just a guest. And, and can you think of just some encouraging words to give parents that are out there, they're listening, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I know I need to cut down like y'all did. You know, you, we need to cut down. In fact, even get rid of these video games and let's delay the smartphones, but they're discouraged and they're they're just, you know, we've been there. Like, I know how that feels. It's such a hard mm-hmm. thing to try to go against some of the culture, even though I think it is getting easier. But what are some encouraging words that you can say? If we were in a, in, oh. if, if you were in the room with them right now at, at, at a workshop, what would you oh, say boy. to encourage Well, them? I would say try to enjoy all the different phases of being a parent. Um, there's so many phases and, you know, we're, my kids are older, they're 26, 24, and I have two 19 year olds, but I'm still parenting. Yeah. It's changed, but I would say, enjoy it. Be intentional about the things that you do. Like, you know, I hope that maybe you took some notes on these hundred tips and maybe you apply 10, 10 of them mm-hmm. in your home to be intentional with your kids and know that, that those things that you have put into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, are going to pay off in the end yeah. and make them a better young adult and a better adult. As a teacher, I always remember learning that what you do, your habits, they don't make it you perfect, but they make you permanent. They make mm-hmm. like habits. I know That's you talk right. a lot about habits, and yeah. so I'm not wording yeah. this properly, but yeah. your activities that you do that your kids do, will the things that you permanent do, habits, permanent habits, mm-hmm. and maybe not perfect and perfection, mm-hmm. but. And so that can go with good habits and bad habits mm-hmm. and good traditions. And be- so, yeah, 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 I don't know. Be intentional with your yeah. parenting. No, that's really good. And everybody listening today, Ellen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in. This has been such a treat to sit well, side by really, side. It's been really fun. After all these years and here we are. But I, I just want to encourage everyone who's listening that you can do this. It's not that hard. In fact, wouldn't you say it's just so much easier once you get oh. these screens out of the house? Once I got that PlayStation out of the home, it was like a million pounds off my off yeah. my back. 
and our whole house lifted, <laughs> and the light came back in through the windows. It was oh. huge, night and day difference. So um, it took a little courage and a little um, community community <laughs> to help support me through that. Yeah, and absolutely, best decision I made as a parent ten years ago. Yeah, get rid of the video games. Get rid of them. Yep. Thank you so much, Ellen. You are Thank welcome. You so much. It was so and fun. Thank you. We'll do it again. We'll do All it right. again. So I hope everyone enjoyed listening today. Can you believe we made it to 100? And we actually did give you 100 tips. And we've got many, many more. We also have our Kids Brains and Screens course that's out there right now. I already told you about that a few minutes ago. Start planning to get that course and get your little group together, just like Ellen and I did, and use it as your book club material. It's like a book club, right? A course club is what you can call it, and have discussion groups around it. That really, really helped us. And do the 30-day digital detox. That is on the site with that course. When you get the course, you will get the 30-day detox. Join our Screen Strong Families Facebook group. If you haven't done that, there are people in there waiting. There are parents in there that have been right where you are and that can help you. They are just like you. You do not have to be all alone again. And make sure that you switch over to the Gab phone if you feel like your kid needs a phone. The code STRONG, it will get you a discount. What's your homework? You know what your homework is to share this podcast with a few friends and be sure and rate our podcast. We are getting more and more activity on this podcast and only it's only been by the gracious support from all of you out there that are listening. Remember, we've got your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong.